You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to, I think, my favorite victory pod of the year. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan. This is not just a victory pod. This is not just a playoff pod, but this is the we eliminated St. Louis City, City, SC, from the playoff pod. Dan, what's going on, my friend? Bro, I'm repping KU. I'm composed, man. I'm not even, like, that excited. Psych! Psych, bitches! <laughs> this is so exciting, dude. Shit, that, oh my god. I know that we're like, MLS Cup doesn't even matter now, but it, it kind of matters. But we're playing with house money, and, yes. and, and to get this done, to be in this position right now, I know all of you are feeling exactly what we're feeling. I mean, it has taken a lot to not be obnoxious online. <laughs> uh, you don't think we have? Have, have our, has our Twitter account been doing things? You, you, I mean, I don't know if it's been obnoxious, but hey, say what we found out. We've been, we've been stirring. We were like, hello, Fot. We were like, a little bit of stirring, a little swizzling. I'm fine with it because they, buddy, let me tell you right now, these amazing St. Louis City supporters have done nothing but tell us all year that they are God's gift to the sport. And it's just, they invented you know, soccer. Buddy, you mentioned our first time playing them. You're like, they've outperformed their metrics. It's going to come crumbling down. Have you ever had a bigger dose of I told you so in your life? <laughs> How are you feeling after that? You're like, I've been preaching this for months now. And then it comes to fruition. And you're like, I must know a fucking thing or two. <laughs> At the best possible time. And it start, I mean, it started to come to fruition after League's Cup. They had, what, right. two wins after League's Cup? Something like that. Yeah. Three wins, maybe. They started crashing back down. They lost their last two games. You look at the score lines from the both times that we played at St. Louis in the regular season, 4-0-4-1. But you look at what the metrics say, those weren't 4-0 games. Those weren't 4-1 games. That's more on how Sporting Kansas City didn't perform than on how uh, St. Louis City did perform. And all it had to do was SKC had to play their game and Peter had to coach his coaching style. And, and he made a couple of little tweaks here and there that we talked about last week. And it came to fruition just like, I mean, I should have looked this up ahead of time because there was a point, I don't know, a month and a half, two months ago, somewhere around there on this very podcast where we talked about when, when playoffs seemed like possibility, but, but still a ways off and, and we weren't quite sure. And we said, can you imagine if we sneak into the playoffs in a wild card, we get through that wild card game and then we get St. Louis city and we're the ones to knock them out of the playoffs. Look at us. I, Look, who would have thought, dude? I, I am, uh, I, I'm so giddy. I mean, if I, I'm not much of a sports crier, but man, does it feel good. I mean, I've got, we're going to unpack a lot, guys. I hope we keep it under an hour, but we're, I've got, dude, <laughs> I had experience yesterday. Uh, Marissa's been my secretary, by the way. I've been like, take a memo, Gladys. And she, <laughs> she, uh, just things I would say in the car or at the game, like, there's so many leaving yourself voice notes remember but there's so many times on this podcast where i'm like man i wish i remembered to say that to jimmy like i forgot you know two days ago whenever the game was but marissa wrote them all down and sent them to me last night and i screenshotted those bastards so i've got stuff to say amazing (laughs) we're gonna get into it we're gonna get we're gonna get into the stuff that happened before the game we kind of got called out, but not really, but kind of by somebody in St. Louis. We so. kind of got to back it up, don't we? We kind of got to do a little previously on. <laughs> but uh, but we did get a new review last week after we recorded, and I, and I want to give a shout out to uh, our new reviewer. So I know you got yeah. pulled up right there, so why you go ahead and read it. Bro, Darby Hawk right there. Darby Hawk came in, said great pod, gave it five stars, and said just found this podcast, and it's great. Keep it up. Darby Hawk, welcome awesome. from under a rock, buddy. Because we're glad to have you. I, I, dude, I knew this might happen too. As sporting gets into the playoffs, we might yep. be attracting some new listeners. Yeah. And welcome. I strap in because it's about to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is there's there's gonna be some energy in this one, and and you know what? It's deserved. It's earned. It is. It is earned. It is just a wild time, my friend. <laughs> it was. It was wild. And as you said previously on no other pod, uh, at least on Twitter. If you, we we recorded last week, we did after 
we beat St. Louis City SC in St. Louis. And it was it was a little cold. It was, it was a little rainy. It was a not ideal soccer weather conditions. Sure. And a couple of us, you know, pointed out, whether it's online or in our recorded podcast episode, that St. Louis City SC fans who pride themselves on setting the standard in MLS, I don't know if you've oh, heard, but... Best you, fans in soccer. Not sure yeah. if you heard that. Not just in MLS, but around the world. Uh, <laughs> they they didn't stay till the end of the game, and we we noticed it. And we called them out. You called them out. I called them out. We called them out. And, and um, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but somebody in St. Louis didn't like it. They called us out. They got a little back and forth. We thanked them for being a listener. Thanks, Thanks for giving for those downloads. Yeah, and and maybe we'll go listen to their ASMR podcast, whatever they uh, whatever they do. It's a uh, yeah, they, they were. It was nice of them to come out. It, by the way, when you said thanks for being a listener, they said, "Oh, I didn't listen." Yeah. It's like, no, you did because you uh, you referenced things that were not even in the video that you posted. <laughs> it was fun because all week I could tell that sporting wasn't getting under St. Louis's skin just on the field. Uh. Suddenly, the fan and this we we said this happened to Austin fans. They were really good their first year. They overperformed, and they're like Atlanta fans. God's gift to MLS. Atlanta took a little bit longer, but they got there. Got they, there. they always get there. And they and Austin get there. crashed back to earth because same, almost the exact same story as St. Louis. They overperformed yeah. the metrics in their first year. They did much better than anybody thought. Then second year, they're calling for their coach to be fired. Yeah, so I mean, St. Louis is crashing. They they need a shower, bro, because it was reeking of desperation. It was not a good, <laughs> it was bad. So leading into this game, it, I mean, this felt to me like this is the rival that we've been missing really in this league because because it's you know and, and we've said to be fair we've both been to St. Louis City SC yeah. in St. Louis we've been to games at City Park despite what some people something say something that was pointed out was that we've actually been to more away games than St. Louis City has had away games so there you go <laughs> uh, so we we've been there we've seen and we were very complimentary of their stadium their oh, atmosphere yeah, it's, the it's a great it's a great place I'm glad they're in the league and they I'm brought it the whole time very nice guy. They brought it to Children's Mercy Park. They showed up. There was what I, I probably a thousand city fans there, at yeah. least. So did was, you see you were right next to them? I, I was. They were in my. They were in my spot. They're not my spot. They were in my space. Those yeah. are where our seats are. But uh, some people were like, "Why are you sitting over there?" And I was like, "Those are my seats." And I had an amazing time. Don't think that that was miserable for me. It was marvelous. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Was it Zach Cobb that posted a? A picture? Yeah. Did you see my my comment? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it, There's a... It's a sea of sadness, and then me just going, <laughs> big old cheese and grin with that mustache. Cheese and grin. <laughs> but I was. That was the mode I was in. They were doing their chants, by the way. But they were like, uh, uh, "What's that one chant? Can you score some goals?" But you know. Yeah. And I was like, the only reason we're hearing this song a million times is because they're not scoring any goals. So they're just gonna keep singing it. And I was just like. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. The thing is, and I pointed this out again when we played them last week, they're not inventing their own cheers, and I don't expect them to. Nah. No oh, soccer no, team not. really invents their own cheer. Occasionally you get one, but they're not out there reinventing or or, or creating these, these brand new cheers that nobody's ever heard. Yeah. Uh, quite honestly, a lot of them remind me of what the Timbers Army sing because they sing like, the same four songs over and over. Like the "We're yeah. St. Louis City, Who Are You?" That's the "We're the Portland Timbers, Who Are You?" Like that's their go-to chant. Right. Uh, There's no originality anymore. Yeah. Well, no, they found out who we are. That's for sure. Uh, but you, I want to hear out who Logan and Denbay was. Oh my God! Playoff Logan. Playoff Logan's here to stay. Just insane. We're gonna talk about Logan. We're I gonna call talk- him the Wolverine. <laughs> it was. It was pretty wild, um, but before we get into the lineups and the game and everything, you got there. I don't know exactly what time you got there, but but St. Louis's section was was filled. I by the time you got there, I was there about uh, twenty five minutes to kick, maybe. So yeah, so they were there. Teams had already come out. They were probably already chanting. At one point, okay. I think I saw on Twitter that a a St. Louis City fan tried to go over to the Capo stand in the South like, Stand. Is that yeah. what happened? Yes. You did you see video of this? I saw video of it a little bit on on Twitter. First of all. You don't do that. No. Like, well, have some respect, have some class for the stadium you're visiting. Right. Like, you are a guest in someone's home. 
You don't just go do that shit. I guarantee you that wouldn't fly at their place. Oh, absolutely. But the, all the comments to that video said like, oh, sport, you know, Kansas City has no class. And it's like, class? Who is this man doing this? And why did no one drop him on his ass? Why did he not get, <laughs> why did he not get thrown over the railing? Why did someone not take his shoes and throw him on the field? Well, <laughs> was got in shoes. I was. You, I, do? you got no shoes, bitch. I, I will say I was I was proud of sporting fans for getting them away and de-escalating and and asserting like, hey, this is our territory, this is our ground. If if he tried it in the cauldron, it might have been a different story. You fuck around, you lose your shoes. He That's did it in the South Stand, and he went back. And you know, I respect all the St. Louis City fans that showed up. I know people that work for the club. They did a good job. They created a great atmosphere. Peter Vermees even went out of his way in his post-game press conference before he took the first question from Daniel Sperry. He said, before I take questions, let me say, and then he went on a diatribe about how good St. Louis is for the league. And I think that gets back to what I was trying to say before about the rivalry, because we don't get this when we play the Chicago Fire. We don't get this when we play the Houston Dynamo. The closest thing I can think of was, you know, the four or five year period with RSL after MLS Cup where Benny was talking about how much he hates everybody in RSL and Kyle Beckerman is trying to punch people and there was that that heated rivalry, but it didn't rise to this. Yeah, I mean, players aren't talking shit, that's for sure. They're like, okay, this is my job. Like, I'm just going to go play soccer and try to win a game. Uh, but I tell you what, man, the, the, the fans sure like to talk shit online. Now, that goes for both sides. Both ways. I know some sporting people were talking shit, and so is St. Louis, and I'm like, man... You can't do that, okay? Dude, growing up, I never talked shit when KU was in the March Madness bracket. Never. Because I knew they could lose to Bradley or Bucknell or whoever. Also, if you're, if you're a team like KU, I mean, this is how I feel about USC football. You're supposed to be there. You're yeah, supposed exactly. to be competing. So you're, I'm not going to sit there and brag about being in the playoffs if I right. expect to be in the playoffs. Now, I might brag about kicking my over-eager little brother arch rival who thinks they're a little too big for their britches out of the playoffs in their first year but <laughs> are you cute are you are you uh what are you bragging about these days with usc football Any, anything crazy uh that we fired a defensive coordinator hey there we go <laughs> i was like i saw they dropped out of the rankings that can't be too exciting nah, i'm not worried about that we fired a guy that's fine <laughs> we don't care we don't care someone lost his job and can't feed his family all right yeah. well he'll be fine he'll be fine <laughs> um but it's just hype, bro from both sides, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 this, it's not like the Minnesota rivalry where it felt purely manufactured. It was—I don't even call it a rivalry. It honestly, the closest it ever got to being a rivalry was when when the games got a little chippy on the field because it was like, oh, okay, there's there's something behind this now. But I mean, like, we're doing beer exchanges with the 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 Loons fans before, and I go up to Minnesota, and they're just like truly living up to their name, just like right. the nicest people. But then you and, go online, a lot of dicks. Well, but I mean, I never really felt that animosity with Minnesota. Also, at the game, a lot of dicks. Well, <laughs> good to be honest, overheard some stuff. I got notes, baby. Yeah. I got notes. But St. Louis, it has gone beyond a manufactured, marketed rivalry just because we're close to, it started with the podcast thing, with the cease and desist, and it continued, and and... St. Louis fans think they're clever by calling us Sporting Kansas, and okay, cool, it's fine. We heard it before. We're playing, um, and now having it in the in a playoff series just really—you couldn't have asked for if you're the league a better way for this rivalry to have started. We played each other five times this year. That's a yeah. we play. We've played what thirty-four regular season games. And now three postseason games, so thirty-seven games in, in MLS play, and five of them are against St. Louis. That's why won the series. Best of five, we took them out. Took there them were out. no draws in there. Nope. And there was one that just mattered the most, and yep. that was these last this last game, these last two. Yep. And it's just oh man, dude, call us whatever you want, Sporting Kansas. At least our name is way shorter than yours. Like you, St. Louis City. Soccer club. Well, it's not necessary. Well, I still don't understand why cities all caps. And, and well, whatever. dude, you have to. You have to. You have to yell it. <laughs> but it's just, I I think St. Louis, look, I will say, I think St. Louis coming into the league has been good for, for SKC because I think over the last couple of games, 
you could tell Sporting started trying to up the pregame excitement, the game day atmosphere a little bit. Some of it's going to take a lot longer. You're not going to be able to flip over stadium concessions if they ever do that to something local overnight. You're not going to be able to flip over certain things like that. But there's a lot more going on in the in the plaza before the game that was happening. There's a lot more production quality and a hell of a lot more pyro that went into the pregame festivities before uh, the last two, three games. I think they wanted they they wanted to step their game up a little bit because they saw what St. Louis was doing. Yeah, so probably so. I mean, dude, we got the flyover. We got that fireworks show every game now, which is expected. Mm-hmm. Every game. Don't take that my new songs. Boom, boom, boom. Got to get out loud, loud, loud. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know either. That. I think it might be Tech Nine. It. I'm not sure. But I kind of love it. It's pretty cool. So and where, dude? Who's writing letters to freaking management now about the fan experience, about coaching changes? Like, who endorsed that letter back in May? Whoever did it is probably like, yeah, and and we're the reason that sh- this happened. <laughs> I mean, it is just it is cool when you think about where we were then to where we are now, and and it's just it feels like a different season. Oh, absolutely. It feels like last year. I'm not kidding. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break before we actually jump into this game because there's there's a lot to talk. I know it's been 15 minutes. It's wild. My God. Let's talk about. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about what happened in the actual game. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Buddy, you got to love playoff soccer uh, because now you uh, get a hell of a break after this game, which is insane. It could it could be it could work against us. Yeah. For us. Yeah, we're, we'll we'll talk about that because Peter didn't seem too excited about that. I asked him about that specifically. He was not happy. No, you did. You were also all over uh, Tim's interview, right? Timelia? Who was it? You were like, it was just you and Tim. Like you were in the frame right. of... Oh, well, Johnny. There was Johnny. It was me. Maybe it was Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Someone at it was work just like, with me today. It was just me and Johnny in the screen. Yeah. I was like, what? Jimmy does not want to be on camera right now. <laughs> Do not. Um, but let's talk about this game. Um, we knew going into the game that in my notes, St. <laughs> Louis does not do well when they win the possession. Taylor Tolman put up stats of uh, they've won like two other games where they. Taylor Tolman, St. Louis guy. Yeah. Love him. Um, they won like two or three of their games when they won, you know, m- more than half the possession this year or something like that. And they've they've won a 
all sorts of eight games when they've had less than 40% of the possession or something. Clear, they are a counterattacking team. Yeah. And so when you, when you looked at lineups that come out, you go, okay, you know, for them, this is kind of what, what they expect. They did switch it up a little bit. They had Adonirin come in uh, alongside Klaus to start the game. That didn't happen last game. You look at our lineup, you know, there were some questionable people. Johnny Russell was technically listed as questionable. I think Gadi Kinda was listed as questionable. Jake Davis might have been listed as questionable. You knew Johnny Russell was not missing this game, especially after yeah. he didn't play in the first game. He sure as hell was not going to miss this one. He wasn't going to allow it. He, he would, you know, show up with different facial hair or something and be like, I'm ready to go, coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, the, you know, it looked like, okay, this is this is it. And I had a little, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous all day leading up to this game. I was not really oh, nervous sure. in the San Jose game. I was weirdly confident leading up to San Jose. Uh, I thought we were playing with house money last week going into St. Louis. I'm like, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to lose 4-0? Oh, oh no, we've done that before. It's fine. Um, I And then we won last week. But that almost made me more nervous for this game because I, I was like, if this goes back to St. Louis, that's a big ask. To that's a that big bummer, game. dude. Yeah. So we this was this was tough. And I would say the first 15 minutes, first 20 minutes, probably to be expected, but St. Louis looked like they were a little bit more the aggressor, I would think. They were actually, I think, shooting yeah. an outstand, and, and they didn't have any true clear-cut chances, per se, but they definitely were, were pushing a little bit more, and sporting was kind of weathering the storm, it felt like, for a bit. And you knew that would be that way. One of these teams is desperate. The other team is the eighth seed, mm-hmm. squeezed into the playoffs after being hot garbage at the beginning of the year when pundits and fans said, this team is just bad. Mm-hmm. Wooden spoon goes to sporting. Like they were calling it. Sporting's getting the wooden spoon. Done deal. That's yep. it. If you guys don't know what that is, it's some made up trophy for the last place team in the league. Yeah. Uh, but we were heading on track for that. And so here we are. And it's like, you just got to play with that. Hey, let's go have a good time. Like mm-hmm. we're not even supposed to be here today. Let's, yep. d- let's just go do it. And that's what they were doing, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been you've been pointing out the stats of, of Fontas and Rosero next to each other at home this yeah. year in particular. They've been very good. And and something's clicked over the last handful of games with with this back line of Indenbe, Fontas, Rosero, and Jake Davis, where suddenly this back four, especially with Rodoya in front of them and Melia behind them, they've been able to take away a lot of the opposing uh, offenses key players, whether it's Christian Espinoza for St. Jose, Klaus or Adoniran or, or or Leuven for, for St. Louis, Giacchini for St. Louis. They're just not able... St. Louis, I don't think, had a shot on goal in the first half, even though it felt like in the first 20 minutes they were the more aggressive side. Yeah, a lot of field goals is what they had. They had their... <laughs> that was amazing. I had a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, dude, this is now Jake Davis Appreciation Podcast. This is... Uh, I say that, I feel like, every other week. That man, and I say man... Because he is no longer a kid. Oh. We have watched him grow up dude. before our eyes and be this baller, dude. Yeah. I watch him whip these long crosses, these long opposite field crosses, and the way he just torques his body. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, that would hurt my groin. But yeah. <laughs> well, he's just good. He, he's, he's great in the attack. And then maybe that's the, the, the midfielder in him that's coming out. He's really good on the ball. He's got great touch. He can pull down a switch. I'm not going to say as good as Zussi because Zussi I still think is is the one of the best I've ever seen at just being able to pick a ball out of midair with his foot. Uh, but who's he? Seems like he's learned from him. But and this is the thing with Jake Davis. It's not just in the attack. I don't know that there's a defender I've seen on Sporting Kansas City except for maybe Seth Sinovic work as hard as Jake Davis does on the defensive end, and he does not back down to anybody. It could be Cristiano Ronaldo out there. It could be Lionel Messi out there, and I think Jake Davis would get right up on them and, and press and push and force them to beat him rather than giving them too much space. While we're on the subject, uh, not sure if you saw this, but while they were trying to speed up the you know the play at the end of the game and we were kind of just taking our time, letting time run out, one of the... Yep, yep, one of the St. Louis players tosses the ball to Jake to, for him to throw it in, and Jake just goes... Yep. Just ducked him. Just <laughs> ducked him. 
And I, dude, that was down by the cauldron end, yeah. and I saw it from my seats, and I was just like, no fucking way, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we started doing it. We started do, playing, doing the street smart stuff, as Peter calls it. You don't have to catch a ball that the opposing team throws to you. Mm-hmm. You get the ball yourself. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, you want to throw it that way, I'll go get it. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. He was great. The whole back line was great. And, uh, yeah, That's it was... Us. Staying with Klaus the whole game. Klaus is the most dangerous person on that field. Mm-hmm. And Fontas was just like, you're mine, baby. That was it. Fontas stole Christmas from Klaus. He did. <laughs> I just thought that I had to do it. I don't even know what that means, but I love Santa it. Santa Klaus. Santa Klaus? <laughs> what is that? I assume that's how they say it in German. I don't know. That is definitely German Santa. <laughs> um. But yeah, first oh, one, Eric Tommy's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> first twenty minutes, they were they were you know on the front foot. We weathered a couple set pieces. That was my biggest concern. And then Sporting started taking over around the twentieth minute. I would say there was about a ten minute transitional period where it was like, okay, this this is a little more even. And then I thought for the last fifteen minutes or so of the first half. Sporting Kansas City looked like they were definitely the stronger side. Suddenly, it felt like they got comfortable in the attack. Um, if you look at the five-minute interval possession charts on MLSsoccer.com, after the 20-minute mark, it suddenly switches in Sporting KC's favor quite favorably. We had the ball quite a bit in their attacking half. Seemed that way. We didn't and let them have it, that's for sure. Didn't let them have it. And and it just felt like, I don't know, man, if we could, if we could just get one goal before half, if we could go into this halftime up, it would it would totally change the mentality. Obviously, 0-0. I was feeling pretty confident if this were going to get to penalties that we had the the, the advantage, but I didn't want to get there. So I'm just like... I didn't want to get there. If we can just get one, if we can steal one, and in the 45th minute, this absolute gorgeous play where Ndenbe is down in the corner, he plays a little give-and-go, there's Gotti Kinda, Daniel Shallowy does a world-class little flip and turn to Alan Polito. And then as Alan Polito is collecting the ball, you look at Logan and Denbe before Polito even catches the ball with his foot and Denbe's already making his run into the box. Polito knows exactly where he's going. He flips it to him and Denbe fires it right past Berkey, lower right corner, perfection. Playoff Logan is here. Wolverine, baby. I find myself, <laughs> I find myself asking a lot of this, a lot of these times, where is Polito on these big goal moments? Why isn't he around goal when a cross gets in? Like, why why is that Polito earning his money? Well, because he's earning it in this way. Mm-hmm. He's finding the open man. Mm-hmm. He's laying it off to the guy. And and Polito's like, you better not make an ass out of me and score the damn thing. <laughs> like, don't make me feel foolish. And and Logan steps up and does it for his second career professional goal in as many games. Yep. Well, if you watch. Exactly what happened. If you if you look and track Polito, and, and I'm looking at it now at the replay on my screen, Gotti Kinda's got the ball. He hasn't even sent it to Daniel Shallow yet. Tim Parker is glued to Alan Polito. They're playing man defense right now. Parker, you're on Polito. That's it. The center back for St. Louis City. So when Daniel Shallow gets the ball, Alan Polito drifts toward the side of the box. That pulls Tim Parker in with him. When Tim Parker comes with him, you know what? There isn't any defender near the penalty spot. He creates this wide open void where Logan runs right into, he runs right past Blom, who gets caught ball watching. He does not expect Logan and Denbe to run by him. And now suddenly there is nobody between Berkey and Logan and Denbe. And it's because Polito pulls Tim Parker out because they know how dangerous he is. And Logan hits that with his non-dominant foot. Mm -hmm. His right foot. It's insane. Sends it right past Berkey. I mean, he's played something like 48 games professionally. Yeah, scored two professional goals, and they just happen to be in the two playoff games against your biggest rival. But he's also like in a position on the field that really doesn't get scoring opportunities. You know, he's he's not asked to do this. No, but this is confidence, dude. Confidence is coming to Logan, and he's gonna do more. I mean, look for that in the next game. You know, there was another left back that Sporting Kansas City once had who didn't score a lot of goals, but when he did, it tended to be in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, his name was Seth Sinovic. He was around for a while. Big deal, man. We never, we didn't know who was going to lock down this left back spot. Mm-hmm. Like it's been up in the air 
all season. And then finally Logan and Dinbe started getting more reps there. Yep. And it's his it's his to lose. Absolutely. Peter even said in the in the post game, he 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 sort of was asked about in Denbe. Um he goes, I'm very proud of him from the point of view that he didn't start off in the preseason all that good. He wasn't fit enough. He was different. We had a long talk, just a heart to heart. I have a lot of those, and I've had a lot of those over the years, and not everybody really listens. I'm always having those. If I have them, they're for the best for that person. Sometimes you get through and sometimes you don't. He took it to heart. He really committed himself. He was disciplined and he brought himself back to this place. Not me, him. He did a great job and he has done nothing but been on a steady climb up for the season. I'm really proud of him. Dude, you know, and everyone does this, by the way, when stoppage time is about to be announced, everyone always in their head is like, oh, what do you think? Probably two, three minutes. I thought there'd be three minutes because there was a good amount of stuff. In the first half? First half, yeah. Yeah, it was one, I think. It was one. And so I said to myself, Man, that'd be crazy if we scored in this one minute. And it happened in like three seconds. <laughs> like the min- the moment one minute was held up, he scores yeah. immediately. Kustradamus. Outst- I mean, dude, you just think of these things, right? It's just amazing. But hey, at least at halftime, St. Louis City had something to cheer for, the uh, the U.S. Air Force people. <laughs> they came out and they ripped off the open their flight jumps. Yeah. And they're all wearing sporting KC gear in there. Pumping up the crowd, and 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 they had to live in the moment. They had to stop their cheering. Like the St. Louis people were like, "Yes, military, yes!" America. And they ripped open their shit, and they were like, "Never mind." Boo. <laughs> um, I have to imagine that. Okay, we're up one zero at the half. I feel a lot better than if it's zero zero. But you text me, you're like, "Gotta get more. We need, gotta get more. Need more." I just, dude, you're not comfortable because if they come back and tie it. And then it goes to penalties. Momentum's still in their favor. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't... We all know how this game ended up. I still wasn't comfortable with that. Like, <laughs> the, scary, the, the final whistle was blown and you didn't believe it. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I, I Oh, man. Just wild. Uh, yeah. Halftime. I, I'm, I'm feeling good. But I've also... I'm, I, I've been burned too many times. I've been... I've seen this too. Good. Bro, don't feel... Here's how I... Here's how I equate it, okay? St. Louis City is like Brock Lesnar. And you have got... Did I tell you this already? You text me this at half. Okay. You're the last man standing match. You have to keep your opponent down to the count of 10, but you've got to throw tables on him and mm-hmm. chairs and ladders. So he, they're just, he's got shit stacked on him. That's St. Louis, dude. You need to stack three or four goals on him because they can get back up and come at you. They scored... Yep. Four goals in eighteen minutes. Twelve minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a goal every three minutes. So I, being up even later, I was like, dude, until it's like in the 89th minute and we're up by two or three, I'm not comfortable. And we've been on the flip side of this, where we were down three one in like the 78th minute and came back and won four three with just six minutes of stoppage time that was added against Vancouver back in like 2015. Oh shit! Yeah, you're taking it back at Children's Mercy <laughs> Park. Yeah. So, so we've seen it happen both ways. Um, yeah, I, I turned to, to Chad Smith next to me when when uh, we were up in the second half and, and we're, we're trying to figure out how much stoppage time you're, you're calculating. This was before the Rosero injury. Uh, we're thinking like, okay, I don't know, five, six minutes. And I was like, if we get to stoppage and we have a two-goal lead with five minutes to go, I will be cautiously optimistic. I was like, that didn't happen, bro. It, 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 well, it, before we even got there, um, sporting again, lar- largely controlling the second half. Uh, team goal coming team goal coming holy cow and it all starts because there's a giveaway from uh from st louis johnny russell gets the ball busts his ass down the right sideline a perfect little outside touch off his left foot to Gotti kinda and i was worried that Gotti would 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 be a little bit of a ball hog and be selfish try to beat berkey on the near post nope absolutely perfectly plays the ball across the face of goal to a wide open daniel shallowy who kicks it into the net Almost, it kind of bounced off Berkey's hand, gave me a little bit of a scare, but it's still, in the end, it all counts the same. It's a one and uh, it's a goal, 2-0. The ball went right through um, Celio's legs, I think. The Gotti keen to pass, he kind of nutmegged yeah, them. But the unselfishness from Gotti right there, like mm-hmm. Gotti could have absolutely tried to slip it by Berkey, but he, he knew, he had that awareness that Daniel was coming, dude. Daniel's right there. And I kind of wish Daniel wouldn't have just nonchalantly slid it into the goal. Like, you probably should have blasted that, Daniel. That almost got blocked. 
Well, he did. He he did redirect it a, probably a little too close to the center of the goal. Now, of course, yeah, it counted. So we're we're being a little nitpicky, but he, he, we'll he take put it, it. But he put on. it almost in the only place that Berkey could have saved it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but oh, Gotti, if you look, if you look at his approach as he's driving toward toward uh, Berkey, he looks up at the goal and then he looks back down at the box, and that look up at the goal, that little glance with his eyes, is just enough to freeze Berkey in his spot. Because you can see him lean, thinking that Gotti might go near post, and that ultimately is what ends up causing the goal to count. Because if if Berkey didn't have that little moment of freezing, I think he would have got there and blocked Shallowy's shot. I think so too. Uh, quick side note: Daniel was owning the St. Louis City right back. Oh my god! Oh night. Him right back. He was up in that ass. He was owning him, dude. He was taking him out to lunch. He, like if he and Johnny thing. both were just getting you know behind. He was up in that ass, baby. <laughs> he and Johnny both were getting behind the fullbacks, getting behind the back line all night. And and Johnny had a couple opportunities. It, Sporting just couldn't find that final ball. But, I mean, it was pretty clear that the fullbacks had no answer for either Shallowy or Johnny Russell. I know. So, Oh, man. Just, it feels so sweet. And and I start thinking, too, like, looking ahead, I, I know we got another goal coming. But looking ahead, it's like, oh, my God. Everyone's like, who would you rather play, Houston or RSL? And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Because <laughs> what we just did was something we did not think would happen. Like, this is a huge compliment to St. Louis, man. Mm-hmm. We didn't think we could do this. So it's like, when you do this, you can do that. You can do anything. I mean, even if you were to go all the way and face Supporter Shield F- FC Cincinnati who we almost beat in League's Cup, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. Like, I just, you have to believe. Yep. You have to believe in this team right now, and which now I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> the belief the belief wasn't there all year, man. There, You could literally go on Twitter and pull up people's posts. I'm done with sporting. I'm canceling my season tickets. Okay, see ya. I'm glad it took a little adversity for you to give up on something you love. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild, and Peter Peter addressed that he he was like ninety five percent of the fans stuck with us, and they loved. He he knows yeah. it's not the majority. He's it's like five percent. So. I guarantee you, they like divorce the first chance there's an argument. I guarantee you, they quit their job the first time they get a bad performance review. Like you don't see anything through. This is yeah. sports, man. Shit happens. Yeah, and and I mean, it's it's made it that much sweeter that we weren't. A do- I mean, out sure, I would have loved to have been a dominant team all year, but sure. but the narrative. Yeah. That this was created, especially when when St. Louis City was considered the Cinderella team. Like you, yeah. you can even go on MLSsoccer.com and the story about him was the clock strikes midnight on St. Louis City season because they're, they're they're the Cinderella. Um, Jillian Sacramitz sure. and others are picking them to win MLS Cup. It's not a shot at her specifically, but she's just the first one that popped in my mind that right. that she picked uh, St. Louis City. Bad pick. Bad yeah. pick. She was like, "Why they've been doing it? Why would they stop now?" Um, because you're not looking at the analytics. So you're not looking at the numbers. Luckily, I got my guy Jimmy here, who's been saying it for months. <laughs> but to watch winless in 10 games, winless in the first 10 games, nobody's ever done that. And then to become statistically the best team in the league from May on, and then to carry that form, how often in Sporting KC playoff history over the last six, seven, eight years have we gotten to the playoffs, maybe as a, as a two seed, three seed, four seed, occasionally a one seed, but we didn't finish the regular season strong. Exactly. We, we got hot in the summer. We had a little bit of a lull, and then we, and then we lost on decision day. Even though we didn't need a win, we lost. It could have been a better seed, and, and we lost, or or just something happened, and we didn't quite finish as strong. The opposite happened in this season, where the last three, four games were basically playoff games of the regular season. So you had to finish strong and keep that momentum going. I need you to do a little math here, and I think things shifted when Mr. Nick Springer became our producer. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying, do some math here. What <laughs> month? What month was that? Like shit went, look. shit went up. Nick <laughs> came on, and everyone's like, "Let's get serious here." Yeah. <laughs> he's okay. He joined at the end of May. That's when shit was going up. Correlation, God, causation. God. Who's to say? Goddamn, goddamn, rock chalk, baby. That's, that's exciting. <laughs> Shout out to Jordan. No shots fired at you, but uh, <laughs> um. Things okay. Back to the game. Things, Jordan, I didn't even think. Yeah, I'm not firing shots here. I do love Jordan. <laughs> things got a little scary in the 81st minute 
because I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I think Danny Rosero was lucky to not get a red card. Yeah, she goes in on this challenge on Celio. I think it is. He leaves his feet, two footed. Yeah, somehow breaks his face and takes down. I I don't know yet. I'm gonna talk about that in a second. Neither does Peter. Takes down the St. Louis player. He gets a yellow card straight away. And at first, I thought Rosero was doing the thing where, like, you know you screwed up, so you're laying down. You're trying to be like you're hurt because maybe I can get a little sympathy and then I'm not going to get a red card. And I, I, honest to God, I'm watching that. I'm like, he's lucky he got a little bit of the ball first, even though it really shouldn't matter because yeah. that was could have pre- pretty easily been a straight red card. You want to know something wild? There are two different fan bases in that stadium last night. Uh, there were fans that booed when a player was down with a head injury or a face injury. And then when a St. Louis City player was down with a head injury, crickets. No one boos someone that's holding their heads. Okay? So let's talk about class some more. Let's get on that capo stand. Let's boo a player with a head injury. Class, class, class. Just saying. Well, and you could tell it was serious because they brought out the stretcher and they didn't do the thing where they bring out the stretcher and as soon as the stretcher gets on the field, the guy miraculously makes a recovery and doesn't need right. the stretcher. They actually put him on the stretcher. And you, he was down for a while and you could tell they were doing something, I assume, around his nose. Yeah. Um, put him on the stretcher. They stretcher him to the locker room. And I actually, uh, we're recording this uh, Monday night. I actually did message um, the club on Monday evening to try to get an update on Danny Rosero's injury. They did not have one at the time. Um, the team was off today. They said they'll have more information later in the week. So at least as of this recording, we don't have any more information than uh, Peter provided in post game, which was none. And just was like, yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. He but said, I'm sure he'll be fine. But I haven't seen anybody actually say this yet. Um, so maybe I'm reporting something here that nobody else has said. We do go into the locker room after, right? After yeah. the post-game presser, I go in there, and I didn't see Danny Rosero's face. I wasn't going to bug him because he seemed like he was in a lot of pain. He was he was in a lot of discomfort, and Robert Castellanos was having to help him get his shirt on, get his jacket on, put like his bag over his head. Castellanos was over there very delicately helping Danny Rosero get situated and get dressed again. So whatever happened clearly shook up Rosero for the rest of the evening. Hopefully he'll be okay, but Could it be was a concussion, crazy. man. I hope man. Not. At that point, you start looking like, "Hey, I'm grateful for this." You know, two weeks off, three weeks off situation. Yeah. So th- this, we don't know more. It, it, I mean, for all I know, it could have just been it could have been a broken nose. Yeah, it could have been a lot of things. But they got masks for that. But he, uh, whatever did happen to Rosero, um, w- was serious enough that he got stretched off, and he had to have Castellano sort of help him get situated and shout out to Castellanos because the rest of his team's over there jumping up and down celebrating and whatnot and he and he's over there taking care of his buddy. So also shout out to Castellanos who had to come in Whew. in a big moment. Oh my like God. this man has Huge barely clearance. seen yeah, he's barely seen the green this <laughs> year. But he's this not moment was like the balls and clearing them off and had to. Yeah. Your your playoff lives depends on it. You have no choice but to go out there and be your best. It was wild even before Rosero went out. I asked Fontas about this. It felt like every clearance meant so much to the defense. Fontas oh, said that? Uh, I, well, I, I I asked him about it because they're they're chest bumping and they're screaming at each other and they're hugging. And every single time one of them did something, they were just fired the hell up on like yeah. I've seen them. And, and I asked him, he was like, you're right. Because we knew with every clearance, we were getting closer to something. They're like a bunch of linebackers back there, man, just getting jacked up. I, I knew it. I got scared. Every set piece, I was like, great, oh set piece, here we go. Oh, great, another corner kick. Uh, we're not even acknowledging Emilia saving our life on it's a Emilia. direct header. Oh, my God. Klaus had a header that he went straight down. And, and, and knew it was going straight down, apparently, or he's some freaking voodoo. It's, he just <laughs> he did it perfectly. Like, what? Yeah. He, he couldn't gather it, but he did it enough, and then it was cleared out, and that's the thing. Sporting were able to clear the ball because that – that's kind of what happened in the Tim Parker goal last week is they couldn't quite clear the ball. It fell around in the box, and he just he, he kicked it on frame. That's what's dangerous about set pieces, and they were clearing it, able to get it out every single time. They were taking no chances, even to the point where Castellanos, Peter must have told him when he went in, I don't care. Don't take any chances. Just boot the hell out of the ball. Because there was one point where he booted the hell out of the thing to the other side. I, I was like, he probably had like 20 yards of space. He could have settled yeah. it and probably kept it. 
He was not taking any chances. Doesn't matter. Just get him down there, waste time, whatever you got to do, man. Just fire it out. Um, another comparison I noticed is uh, St. Louis fans do not like Mr. Stroud. They don't like oh, him really? at all. I heard a lot of chatter. Fucking Stroud. Fuck Stroud's a piece of shit. And then when he got wow. subbed off, people were clapping very loudly. Like they were so excited for his night to end. Oh, interesting. Very He's kind of one of their mainstays. Yeah, he is. I also heard a lot of uh, uh, sporting sucks dick. And I got to tell you, um, you are the dick suckers because you lost. <laughs> well, that's that's what, that, that nothing wrong with it either. Yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's just, I I don't understand. Like, It's weird to turn on your own players like that. Uh, it, let's it, be careful. There's a lot of people who don't like Kyrie Shelton for some reason. Hey, he came in and and he alleviated because Johnny busted his ass down the entire freaking field to to play yeah. some defense, and then so Kyrie, Kyrie was like, in. "Let me come help out." Yeah, and then because Johnny was dead tired. Eighty fifth minute, eighty sixth minute, I should say. They have a set piece. It almost gets cleared. Blom sends it out wide to Celio Pompeo, and he sends in this cross. That is such a bad cross. It is so far over the head of Tim Parker. It's, it is bad cross. so far out of the way that it's like when you fire up a three-pointer and it banks in because you were so bad it was good. That's exactly what happened on this cross. Outstanding. So much so that you can't even like, I mean, for one, you're not going to celebrate because you're losing. So they got to go get the ball and get the, you know, get it back to the center line. But even if that went in, I guarantee you this man would have just been like, oh, that go in? It just, it was so, like, I saw it at first, and I was like, God damn, what a golazzo. And then I, I look at it again, I'm like, he's not doing that. That's definitely not a shot. So it was frustrating. It hung up there. It wasn't even windy or nothing. So it just, it didn't It make wasn't sense. curving, and that's why Tim kind of got beat the way he did, because it wasn't a shot. Tim was in position where he could slide over and block whatever shot was supposed to come off the header that Pompeo was trying to, to get it to. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> You know our buddy Chris, right? Who does currently with me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're gonna love this. They they chant their S T L and mm -hmm. you know they bang the drum, and on the drum I was yelling sucks, <laughs> sucks. You know it was it was very much uh, a rep like wrestling, like what they do in wrestling, right? Yeah. Cena sucks. <laughs> but what? Uh, and I did it a few times, and then I stopped, and it was all quiet. And Chris goes sucks. Oh. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like I, I, it unintentionally left him hanging, and he, and he was so mad, dude. I turned to Marissa. I go, Chris is mad at me. <laughs> you want to get a, a wrestling chant going? You need to take the L.A. Knight and turn it to S K C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get that one going. Why do you know that? I love that. I, I still get him on TikToks and such. Oh, I, I know, I know it's got. He's, I, I see it every once in a while. I love that. That's great. Um, <laughs> So we, we get that goal. We're like, okay, just get through stop. I'm thinking, at this point, I thought, I don't know, eight minutes? Because I knew Bracero was down. Giacchini had gone down 12. for a while. Sure as hell didn't think 12. Nice. And, and I was talking to somebody who was to the right of me in the press box, and, and they and I don't, I'm not, I'm not accusing any shenanigans of happening. Yeah. Not 30 seconds before they put up the 12-minute sign, I, I, we, I look at him, and I'm like, what do you, what do you think? And he goes, I saw him light up the sign because you know sometimes they light up the sign for like a hot second sure. to make sure it all. See if it's he goes. Working. He goes. I saw a single digit on there, so he goes. Really? So I know we're not in double digits. Huh. Well, then I see a St. Louis staff member go up to that official, and he's got a piece of paper in his hand, and he's kind of going going through some stuff, talking, and he walks away, and he's kind of nodding, and then they put up twelve. So I don't know if anything changed. I don't know if that St. Louis staff member went over and was like going through, like, okay, there was four minutes here and two minutes here and three minutes here and that, but what? Twelve minutes is a long time, very long time, very long time, uh, dude. It more time for people to keep drinking their beers because that, like I said, man, there was a uh, there were a couple scary supporters over there trying to fight people. I'm not, I'm not lying. One guy was lit, like it's kind of a family section too, where it's not a rowdy section over that's there. The, that's the more family oriented area. There's children there, right? And one guy was like really cursing at this dude, and this other guy was like, "What happened? I didn't do anything." Like it was. It was so wild. I didn't understand it, but it, it, I just started thinking like, okay, if something pops off here, what? what's the goal? Like, I know Chris uh, Chris knows a little jujitsu. That might get a little wild. Okay. 
Okay. I'll be like, uh, get him, Chris. <laughs> Hold me back. <laughs> I'm in triangle choke, Chris. <laughs> you just start doing the chest slaps. He would. Chris corner. would be like, and night, night. <laughs> uh, 12 minutes, man. And, and they weathered the storm. There were some chances. And then there was a little bit more stoppage. I think Daniel went down at one point. It, when it was all said and done, it was close to 15 minutes of stoppage before Elfath blew the whistle. It was scary. Yeah, it really was. I uh, kept looking at my watch. You know, there was another two minutes added on for an injury. Um, just rough, dude. At, at the end of the day, though, ooh, sweet relief. We got there. Voice was a little raspy at work today. Uh, are you guys allowed to cheer yet up in the press box, or did you have to really contain your excitement here? No cheering allowed, although I will say on that. on Even that uh, Playoffs, you need an exemption. On that second goal that Daniel Shalloway scored, give a little fist bump at my side. Just a fist bump? I was, I was a little, what I was, happens if you guys cheer up there? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to call me a rebel. I get a little fist bump <laughs> up inside. Just a, just a little Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, what happens get, if you guys you, cheer? You can get kicked out. You Journalistic get, etiquette, huh? Yeah, you can get your credentials revoked. Jokes on you guys. We're not even real media people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, they, they, they do take it pretty seriously. Uh, wow. Especially when more national media is there. Uh, sure. But... But yeah, it's, um, and I've heard that, you know, they're different countries have there, different bro. and such, but you ask me, you're like, Hey, you, you feel free to come up there. I'm like, I just can't, I yeah. can't find it in myself. I wouldn't be able to control it. I don't think yeah. it's just that it's that urge that comes over you as a sports fan that you just can't help it. It's a different vibe. You have to, you kind of have to train yourself not to do it. Well, it's one thing that for basketball or football. You know, they'll, they'll, there's goals, there's scores all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's soccer's different, dude. Because when come a out score of happens, when a goal happens, it might be the only goal, and it's everything. It just means that much more. Basketball yeah. has many goals. Yeah. You know, so it it was man. They did it. They pulled it off. When when they all lined up in front of the cauldron and sang, uh, when the waves come marching in. It, I mean, it was it was such a good moment. And then in the locker room, they were all so happy, man, and understandably so. And and I just want to read a couple of quotes. From uh, from from Johnny Russell because um, he in particular as as captain um, he was saying I couldn't be more proud to play on this team to be a part of this team to be their captain just to be a part of this it's up there with the most enjoyable things in my career um, and then he had a longer version of this quote too but but he he essentially said you know we still haven't done anything we we've proved a lot of people wrong but why stop now. And he goes on to say, we've shown we can win on the road now. We've shown we have that capability. We're going to have to do it. So why wouldn't we be able to keep doing it? So it's uh, it's going to be tough, though, because you mentioned three-week break. It's going to be RSL or it's going to be Houston. We might know when you're listening to this, we might already know it's Houston. But if RSL wins, there's a game three on Saturday. So uh, exciting, man. They're playing right now, aren't they? Didn't they start? 8 p.m. Central. So, uh, you know, getting ready to. But uh, it's... Peter said that that three-week break, he's not even sure how he's going to manage it. Um, he was like, I'm going to have to think about it. I'm going to take a couple days to do that because it's new and it's going to be very difficult to navigate. Um, he said there's an inter- international break where Gotti's probably going to leave um, and he's going to have to manage that in a very unique ways. I have some ideas, but I'm not ready to share, but this is not going to be an easy thing to navigate, especially depending on what everybody else does and who we wind up ending have- having to play. If they play a third game, they have less time than we do. Two weeks is good to have off. Three is going to be tough to navigate. Yeah. So, dude, it's going to be really weird. I mean, but I was just literally talking about this same stuff with Chris about the NWSL playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of making our picks for the finals. And I originally, originally, I picked OL Reign and Gotham in the finals. I was like, I don't know, man. That just sounds so like marvelous. Mm-hmm. And, then I, I questioned myself. So I was like, ah, they took a week off for international break. They took a week off. That felt, you know, felt like that could hinder them. Mm-hmm. So I switched. And but they both made it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm I'm staying positive for sporting, man. It might not mess them up all that much. I mean, the the bummer is like form is such a huge thing in soccer. Like you want to keep good form going. At the same time, sporting have been playing at such arguably like a breakneck pace of like essentially, like we said, being in the playoffs for the last three weeks of four weeks of the regular season. And then continuing to play in the actual playoffs. Now, Danny Rosero, whatever's going on with him, that three week break will be huge. Hopefully, to get him healthy because he's, yeah, this dude, 
I mean, he's just been, we talked about how, how nervy it can be when he's got the ball at his feet. Something flipped the last couple of weeks and he's making people look silly. Not quite as silly as Logan and Denbe made when he made somebody straight up fall down and then they looked like they just wanted, it was like a Southwest ad, want to get away? Because they look yeah. so sad. <laughs> Dude, but. I just, I love when our players do stuff because it's like, yeah, we got, we got great players too. Like y'all want to harp on your great goalkeeper of the year. Well, guess what? Your goalkeeper of the year just let in six goals in two games. Yep. Where's he at? You know? <laughs> it's, uh, what, what, you know, we had some fun on Twitter, um, you know, Were you but, fighting with people? No, we weren't fighting with people. Well, okay. Excuse me for thinking you might do that because you would. I did call out one St. Louis City fan who who tweeted, um, you know, about five days ago. If City lose this Sunday, I swear I'll leave the whole country. Yeah. So where's he headed? Uh, apparently, well, I tweeted a waving goodbye gif, and he was like, "I swear to God, I can make this flight to London right now." And then like put up a picture of like departing flights. <laughs> so, uh. You know, we, hey, that's good. That's good banter, though, right? Like, it, it's not as fun. Everyone, if we're safe and we're not like attacking people's, like, sure, I don't know, looks, there's a limit control. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to attack someone because he got up on the Capo stand. Like, that's a different thing. Uh, but it's like, I don't know, that's funny. He's like, I'll do it. I'll leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I wouldn't. I would. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but our that... guy uh, did want to give a shit for like not making the trip to St. Louis. I assume he came to the game. Uh, doesn't, doesn't seem like he did. He didn't make it. No. Well, that's wild. Real wild. Real, real crazy. Best friends now, and he didn't make it. My favorite banter, though, was a uh, courtesy of Jimmy Conrad. I don't know if you saw uh, that. Yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Conrad, uh, sporting legend, if you will. Yeah. Um, literally. Li- quite li- literally a sporting legend. <laughs> um, he uh, he tweeted, you know, what's the best way to catch all the tears that will be coming from St. Louis City tonight after they get knocked and out they were of delicious. the MLS Cup playoffs? And he was like, oh, this aged so well. And a St. Louis fan comes up, and he goes, your location says San Francisco, dude. Anyone who moves away no longer has an opinion. That goes for any team in any sport. And Jimmy, just perfectly, he goes, I played for the club for eight years and I'm in their Hall of Fame. I always get to have an opinion. That's also an <laughs> athenine thing to say. You mean if you like, if your work transferred you, like you're not allowed to be a fan of your team? You live in Topeka. You can't root for the Chiefs anymore. That's crazy. Like, yeah. this person was just trying to be confrontational for some reason. And must uh, not. I mean, for all that soccer history that St. Louis has. You don't know who this man sure is? sure don't know who Jimmy Conrad is. Unbelievable. U.S. men's international sporting team player. Literal yeah. sporting legend. Dude, uh, he gave me a jersey one time. Remember that? I do remember that. That was a hell of a time. I, and then I was like, hey, want to be on our podcast? And then I got ghosted. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll... we'll We'll uh, we'll circle back. We'll circle, circle back. We got a couple off weeks coming up. Hey, we could do it. We'll see uh, what we, we can do. We'll see what we can do. That happened. That can be wild. Um, and then uh, the only other thing I want to point out because I know we're we're, we're getting kind of long here, but um, Taylor Twelman, he he's a St. Louis guy. He literally put on a St. Louis scarf before the first game that we we played down there. They were doing their old yeah. Thing. He's a um, pile of barf when it comes to that stuff. He tweeted this out, and and so I want to give him credit where credit's due. He goes to the sport to Sporting KC and your fans. Today's experience was something else. I'd put that up against anything I've seen or been a part of. You should be very proud for pushing your team forward. And to the players, fist bump, strong emoji. Why does he get all presidential? Like like we need to know what he feels about. <laughs> he's hilarious on Twitter because he'll say stuff like that, and then he'll get in like fights, and then delete the tweets real quick. But. Yeah, exactly. So why do we care? <laughs> that sounds so presidential. Like you all should be proud of your team. Who are who are you? I mean, like we know you're a legend and a broadcaster, but also you were literally saying Peter Vermees needs to make some subs. Sporting KC has been flat all this half. This is true. and Daniel Shallowy scored before you could finish that sentence. Yeah, like it was hilarious. Yeah, go watch the highlights, people. So funny. So now Sporting will go on to face the winner of uh, the Houston and RSL series. Do you have a preference, honestly, between who we play between those two? No. Why? Like I said, why does it even matter now? Like, it doesn't matter, dude. Bring on anybody. We'll take on two teams at once because we are just beating people we have no business beating. And Well, we did beat RSL. At our, granted, Justin Glad got a red card in like the third minute. But, uh, True. And Johnny Russell did not play that game. Johnny Russell did not play. But uh, so on the field, maybe you don't have a, a, a preference from from a fan experience 
preference, if you were going to go to either of the games, which we think it's going to be either the Saturday or Sunday following Thanksgiving, we don't know yet, but that's the rumor I'm hearing. Well, Houston, probably. You would rather... Houston's probably easier to get to. It's less travel for the fans and the team. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense. Um, and we I... know there will be no home fans in the stands. <laughs> that's true. Sporting <laughs> sporting will travel. They Right now, people have an idea of when these games are. They have mentioned it's like November 25th, and then the conference finals are December 3rd. Mm-hmm. So people are having time to, you know, maybe it'll be decided tonight. Maybe you're listening to this right now, and it's already decided who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But Houston would be my pick. Um, yeah. However, I've never been to either one, though I would love to try to travel for this game if it's possible. Maybe yeah. get you out of Thanksgiving with your family. That's always fun. <laughs> I think I would prefer Houston. I, I like the way sporting matches up with them a little bit because Houston plays that Benny Ball style where they just kind of um, – they don't have a lot of an attacking threat, um, and I think Sporting's offense has been firing on all cylinders a lot more lately, and, and they're playing a lot more creative team soccer in the attacking third, so I think they're, they're able to you know do a lot more than just whip in hopeful crosses like they were earlier in this year. There can be a, a 20-30 pass buildup with a late runner in the box, and, and they may, maybe can steal a goal or two on the road in Houston. RSL, um, they have a little bit more of an attacking threat, um, but either, we can beat either one. It's- yeah, and once it's decided, we'll obviously do a little bit of a deep dive on the mm-hmm. matchup uh, in general, but uh, that's the thing, man. You just said it. We can beat either one mm-hmm. because we just proved that we can beat the number one freaking team. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at who's left in, in, in the playoff bracket, um, I think Sporting Kansas City can go toe-to-toe w- with any of these teams on our best day. It, it, I'm not saying it would be easy, but uh, Cincinnati, like you said, we almost beat them when they were playing a full-strength lineup, and we weren't quite at full strength yeah. um, as part of League's Cup in Cincinnati. Um, Columbus or Atlanta, I think we could do it. Philly or New England, I think we could do it. Orlando or Nashville, none of these teams scare me all that much. The two that scare me the most, honestly, are the Western Conference teams, LAFC and Seattle. Yeah, but we've gotten results both uh, at both stadiums on the road. LAFC is dangerous. They have some pieces that are very dangerous, but mm-hmm. dude, I'm just guys, just sit back and enjoy this ride. Yeah, like the, it's a, it's a couple weeks now with no stress, nothing going on. Yeah, just just enjoy what's to come because remember this at the end of the day, we're not even supposed to be here. Yeah, we were counted out in May. Yeah, and then Nick Springer joined the podcast. Shit is just <laughs> crazy. You mentioned LAFC has some pieces. Did you see the wildness that happened at the end of their game? Did you see this highlight? I did not. Was that last night? Uh, yes, it was Sunday night. Vancouver, it was the, the 93rd Bro. minute. Vancouver was down 1-0. They get a corner. Uh, they they send the ball in. Um, it's it's not really cleared. Um, it's just kind of a slow dribbler to the top of the box. Vancouver is about to fire a shot off. The ref gets in the way of the Vancouver player, knocks him on his ass, and then LAFC gets the ball springs for a counter the entire opposite way. Vancouver's on an open net, and then Carlos Vela lays the ball off to Dennis Buanga, who puts it into the back of the net and seals the game. Turns out he was offside, so the goal actually got called back. But the ball should have been blown dead when the ref knocked the Vancouver player down for a drop ball. He didn't do it. And I thought, honestly, the Vancouver players were about to fight him on the field because they're all grabbing him and pushing him and whatnot. It was a disaster of a refereeing moment. Oh no! You should go watch it. the 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 Vancouver coach got a red card. Uh, he threatened to murder the ref after the game in the post game press conference. I did hear that. Didn't he say something like he'll find him at the bottom of Lake Whatever? Yeah. So it's oh it was wild, but hopefully uh, that doesn't happen. Who won? Like, LA won. Yeah. Okay. And they're moving on. Like they they beat him two nothing. They beat him. Yep. Okay. So, well, um, you guys just enjoy this shit because we're not. <laughs> This isn't even for us, and here we are. And the only other thing that's not playoff-related that I do want to mention just because it's funny is Timbers fans are mad at the Timbers again. So oh, what why? else is new? They hired Phil Neville as as their new manager who uh, was terrible at Miami. Also, looking to his Twitter history, has some pretty terribly misogynistic stuff he said before. Jokes about domestic violence, um, pretty terrible. So Timbers that's are mad. Good. Don't do that. Um so just enjoy, you know, sometimes it's better to not have to be on a coaching search. And it's good to have a guy who's been here for a while and seems to know what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> that's about it, my friend. You got anything else? No, dude. Uh, it's just, I'm just in awe. I'm just shocked at everything. And I'm just happy to be on this ride with you, man, because we thought like, we thought this shit was done and the yeah. playoff stash has done its job thus far. So let's uh, keep it going. Keep it going. Keep oiling it up, you know, keeping it shining. <laughs> let's do it. Well, uh, we got a little bit of a break here, but but we'll be back. We're, we're maybe try to get some interviews, get get this thing going, do a deep dive into who we're playing next. But we'll be back next week. If you're a new listener, you just found us. Thank you. Welcome aboard. Hope you stick along. This is a fun ride to be on. Uh, if you've been with us for a while, uh, if you left us a five star rating and review, thank you for doing so. We appreciate it. Make sure you do it wherever you get your podcasts, uh, particularly on Apple. That helps us out quite a bit. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Couser, at JCMac03. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And uh, check us out on YouTube. You can see Dan's sweet playoff stash at KCSN Soccer on YouTube or on the Kansas City Sports Network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. And remember, KC is better than St. Louis always. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.